0: August of Diary of an Old Soul. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lydia. The Diary of an Old Soul by George MacDonald. August. The first. So shall abundant entrance me be given into the truth, my life's inheritance lo as the sun shoots straight from out his tomb god floated casting round a lordly glance into the corners of his endless room so through the rent which thou o christ hast riven i enter liberty's divine expanse the second it will be so ah so it is not now who seeks thee for a little lazy peace then like a man all weary of the plough that leaves it standing in the furrow's crease turns from my presence for a foolish while till comes again the rasp of unrest's file from liberty is distant many a mile the third like one that stops and drinks and turns and goes into a land where never water flows there travels on the dry and thirsty day until the hot night veils the farther way then turns and finds again the bubbling pool here would i build my house take up my stay nor ever leave my sychar's margin cool. The fourth. Keep me, Lord, with thee, I call from out the dark. here in thy light, of which I am a spark. I know not what is mine and what is thine. Of branch and stem I miss the differing mark. But if a mere hair's breadth me separateth, that hair's breadth is eternal, infinite death. For sap thy dead branch calls, O living vine. The fifth i have no choice i must do what i can but thou dost me and all things else as well thou wilt take care thy child shall grow a man rouse thee my faith be king with life be one to trust in god is action's highest kind who trusts in god his heart with life doth swell faith opens all the windows to god's wind the sixth o father thou art my eternity not on the clasp of consciousness on thee my life depends and i can well afford all to forget so thou remember lord in thee i rest in sleep thou dost me fold in thee i labour still in thee grow old and dying shall i not in thee my life be bold the seventh in holy things may be unholy greed thou giv'st a glimpse of many a lovely thing not to be stored for use in any mind but only for the present spiritual need the holiest bread if hoarded soon will breed the mammon moth the having pride i find tis momently thy heart gives out heart-quickening the eighth it is thyself and neither this nor that nor anything told taught or dreamed of thee that keeps us live the holy maid who sat low at thy feet Choosing the better part, rising, bore with her what a memory, yet brooding only on that treasure she had soon been roused by conscious loss of heart. The Ninth I am a fool when I would stop and think, and lest I lose my thoughts from duty shrink. It is but avarice in another shape, tis as the vine-branch were to hoard the grape, nor trust the living root beneath the sod what trouble is that child to thee my god who sips thy gracious cup and will not drink the tenth true faithful action only is the life the grapes for which we feel the pruning knife thoughts are but leaves they fall and feed the ground the holy seasons swift and slow go round the ministering leaves return fresh large and rife but fresher larger more thoughts to the brain Farewell, my dove, come back again, hope-laden, through the rain. The Eleventh. Well may this body poorer, feebler grow, It is undressing for its last sweet bed. But why should the soul, which death shall never know, Authority and power and memory shed? It is that love with absolute faith would wed, God takes the inmost garments off his child To have him in his arms, naked and undefiled the 12th thou art my knowledge and my memory no less my real deeper life my love i will not fool degrade myself to trust in less than that which maketh me say me in less than that causing itself to be thou art within me behind beneath above i will be thine because i may and must the 13th thou art the truth the life thou lord wilt see to every question that perplexes me i am thy being and my dignity is written with my name down in thy book thou wilt care for it never shall i think of anything that thou mightst overlook in faith-born triumph at thy feet i sink the fourteenth thou carest more for that which i call mine in same sort better manner than i could even if i knew creation's ends divine rousing in me this vague desire of good thou art more to me than my desire's whole brood thou art the only person and i cry unto the father eye of this my eye the fifteenth thou who inspirest prayer then bend'st thine ear it crying with love's grand respect to hear i cannot give myself to thee aright with the triumphant uttermost of gift that cannot be till i am full of light to perfect deed a perfect will must lift inspire possess compel me first of every might the sixteenth i do not wonder men can ill believe who make poor claims upon thee perfect lord then most i trust when most i would receive i wonder not that such do pray and grieve the god they think to be god is not fit then only in thy glory i seem to sit when my heart claims from thine an infinite accord the seventeenth more life i need ere i myself can be sometimes when the eternal tide ebbs low a moment weary of my life i grow weary of my existence self i mean not of its plodding not its wind and snow then to thy knee trusting i turn and lean thou willst i live and i do will with thee the 18th dost thou mean sometimes that we should forget thee dropping the veil of things twixt thee and us ah not that we should lose thee and regret thee but that we turning from our windows thus the frost-fixed god should vanish from the pane sun-melted and a moment father let thee look like thyself straight into heart and brain the 19th for sometimes when i am busy among men with heart and brain an open thoroughfare for faces words and thoughts other than mine a pause comes at length oh sudden then back throbs the tide with rush exultant rare and for a gentle moment i divine thy dawning presence flush my tremulous air the twentieth if i have to forget thee do thou see it be a good not bad forgetfulness that all its mellow truthful air be free from dusty nose and soft with many a yes that as thy breath my life my life may be man's breath so when thou comest at hour unknown thou shalt find nothing in me but thine own the twenty first thou being in me in my deepest me through all the time i do not think of thee shall i not grow at last so true within as to forget thee and yet never sin shall i not walk the loud world's busy way yet in thy palace porch sit all the day not conscious think of thee yet never from thee stray the twenty second forget oh must it be would it were rather that every sense was so filled with my father that not in anything could i forget him but deepest highest must in all things set him yet if thou think in me god what great matter though my poor thought to former break and latter as now my best thoughts break before thee foiled and scatter the twenty third some way there must be of my not forgetting and thither thou art leading me my god the child that weary of his mother's petting runs out the moment that his feet are shod may see her face and every flower he sees and she although beyond the window sitting be nearer him than when he sat upon her knees the twenty fourth what if, when I at last, at the long last, shall see thy face, my Lord, my life's delight, it should not be the face that hath been glassed in poor imagination's merest light? Will my soul sink, and shall I stand aghast, beggared of hope, my heart a conscious blight, amazed and lost, death's bitterness come, and not past the twenty fifth ah, no for from thy heart the love will press and shining from thy perfect human face will sink into me like the father's kiss and deepening wide the gulf of consciousness beyond imagination's lowest abyss will with the potency of creative grace lord it throughout the larger thinking place the twenty sixth thus god possessed new-born ah not for long should i the sight behold beautified Know it creating in me, feel the throng of speechless hopes out throbbing like a tide, and my heart rushing, borne aloft the flood, To offer at his feet its living blood, ere glory hid the other face I spied. The twenty-seventh. For our imagination is in small, and with the making difference that must be, mirror of God's creating mirror, all that shows itself therein, that formeth he, and there is Christ, no bodiless vanity though face to face the mighty perfectness with glory blurs the dim reflected less the twenty-eighth i clasp thy feet o father of the living thou wilt not let my fluttering hopes be more or lovelier or greater than thy giving surely the ships will bring to my poor shore of golden peacocks such a shining store as will laugh all the dreams to holy scorn of love and sorrow that were ever born the twenty ninth sometimes it seems pure natural to trust and trust right largely grandly infinitely daring the splendour of the giver's part at other times the whole earth is but dust the sky is dust yea dust the human heart then art thou nowhere there is no room for thee in the great dust-heap of eternity the thirtieth, but why should it be possible to mistrust? Nor possible only, but its opposite hard. Why should not man believe because he must by sight's compulsion? Why should he be scarred with conflict, worn with doubting, fine and long? No man is fit for heaven's musician throng who has not tuned an instrument all shook and jarred. The thirty-first, therefore, O Lord. When all things common seem, when all is dust and self the centre clod, when grandeur is but a hopeless, foolish dream, and anxious care more reasonable than God, out of the ashes I will call to thee, in spite of dead distrust, call earnestly, O thou who livest, call, then answer dying me. End of August. Recording by Lydia www.a-wayfarer.com.